following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this. What is today? Saturday, November 26th. Go figure. Day I gotta pay my credit card bills. It's probably why I'm trying to forget it. We're, uh, you know, I guess halfway or more than halfway done with our Thanksgiving Day vacation. And we've got three NFL games in the books with the rest of week 12. Staring in front of us, everybody drooling, trying to figure out where they might be able to invest set dollars and be able to advance those numbers northbound. But before we get to that, talking about drooling, can we just say one thing? The Turducken deal and the whole John Madden thing, I know it's year one since he's passed, but can we just quit with the goddamn turducken? You know what I mean? Why? It, I'm watching the Sunday night game. Well, it's not the Sunday night game. The Sunday night crew on Thanksgiving Day night. And the Minnesota Vikings finished their victory over the Pats. And there Melissa Stark is with a, a full turducken just stuffed to the brim. She's got Cousins, Jefferson, and Thielen just standing there. And she's like, guys, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, dig in, dig in, grab, grab the turducken, like, grab the turducken and, and, and eat the shit out of it. You know, stop doing what you're doing and just, you know, pound the turducken. Like, what? What are we doing? These guys just ran for, like, you know, I don't know how many hours. They don't want to stuff their face with turducken all the time. <laughs> Not to mention, when they then they start eating it, and then she's sticking a microphone in their mouth and asking them questions. Like, what? What are we doing? What the hell are we doing here? Yeah, and then she said uh, uh, something along the lines of, oh, for all those times your mom told you don't talk with your mouth full, like this this is acceptable. You can do it. Oh, you, you know what? I didn't even have the, I did not have the sound on, so I was just watching it. So I didn't even hear what she was saying. But that's what she uh, said? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like enough. Like, do you guys do you want him to pound her duck in because you know it gives you you know the sound bites that you want and the video that you want and the B roll, or do you want to ask them questions with their mouth completely empty so that they can answer you? I mean, make up your flipping mind here. Enough, enough. Holy Jesus, with a turducken. And it was every goddamn game. You know what we have here, uh, Greg Olson? We have a turducken just waiting for you to pound it. Okay, all right. All right, and what was I think they were trying to honor him, you know, and it was the first year, so. I know, and it was just the fact that he happened to broadcast for every single network before it was all said and done. So you went down one by one, CBS, Fox, NBC, and they all, they all had their duckings. And I understand it's the John Madden Thanksgiving Festival, you know, et cetera, and it's going to be that way going forward. That's all fine. I'm just saying, you know, ease up on this ducking, right? You want to put the turducken in front of the camera? Go ahead. Just stop sticking the goddamn 
turkey legs in people's mouths and then asking them to eat. It was every single time. It was like every every broadcast from here to the end of man. Let's talk about John Madden, Turducken, and then make sure that the players that were most valuable are sticking the big turkey lug, turkey leg in their mouth. Jesus Christ. Enough. We didn't even get to really watch uh, uh, the Giants-Cowboys game, which is the game I wanted to watch the most of. <laughs> well, you missed nothing. It was a disaster. I mean, it was an okay first half, but it wasn't really well played. And then when they got to the second half, that's when the wheels fell off, right? Because uh, we've talked about this, and we, you know, obviously we talk a little bit more about the Raiders and Giants than one would like, only because they happen to be our teams, right? So you talk about what you know, and the team that I watch the most, more than any, is the Giants. But I, this is the Giants team. You know, their seven and two record was a figment of the imagination. Right, them getting you know destroyed in the second half to you know by the the Cowboys, and it wasn't even as close as as the end score. Oh God, that last touchdown! Give me a break. Are you me? Screwed up my entire parlay. Screwed the whole thing up. I, I should have known better though. I should have known better um, because I had what I did was the Lions were down seven and getting nine and a half. And so I took the Lions, I won that, and then I took that money and I pressed it with the Cowboys and the 10, and then Minnesota just winning. I should have went Cowboys just winning and Minnesota with the points, but uh, I was more confident in the, uh, in the what do you call it, in the Cowboys getting the 10, which doesn't make any sense. But anyway, they had the 10 too. They had the 14. And then they uh, Giants got a last-second uh, touchdown there, which was garbage because it, it, Parsons got a... I think of roughing the passer penalty or some kind of shit penalty that gave him all the yardage. But anyway, uh, you didn't miss anything there. Did you watch the first game? No, the first I game didn't. was good. We watched the end of the first game. Well, I mean, that's what you needed to watch. <laughs> so you watched yeah, the best part. It was, yeah, it was incredible. That was that was just crazy. The dude misses the extra point. And then the they go all the way down, and you think they're going to go in for a touchdown, and they settle for a field goal, and then uh, uh, Allen just I, fought, somehow finds his best receiver for 50 yards. I, I couldn't believe—you know, it was the one thing now funny, going to Twitter, the end of that game, Twitter, we've laughed about the Lions head coaching—well, uh, a coaching staff— since Hard Knocks, only because you were able to see on that show what a disaster that coaching staff is. And you, you watch it yet again, and it's just like, this defense is terrible. Aaron Glenn should be fired. I don't know why he's still the defensive coordinator. You know, not that I could do it better than him, but God, I, you know, their defense just leaves so much to be desired. And then all of a sudden they turn it around, they get the win, then they go toward the end there, and what do you call it? Um, Holy shit, the head coach. Uh, Campbell is just getting destroyed on Twitter for his clock management, his game management, like the whole nine. Like, he's just getting blown up. And then all of a sudden, like, they they get it, and it's like, all you need to do right here is not give up a gigantic play. <laughs> a gigantic play. And they give up a 40-yarder. Yeah, well, they didn't, they didn't have, they didn't have the, they didn't, they didn't have the win, though. No, it was a tie. You'd go to OT, right? You were going to go OT. But yeah, the only yeah, thing you yeah, didn't yeah, want yeah. to do with with twenty, you're better off, you know, fighting in OT because I mean they kind of had the momentum going their way a little bit, you know. You just don't want to lose with twenty seconds left. It's, I mean, 
don't and somebody wrote on Twitter and I think they were being sarcastic. One one of the beat writers it was either beat writer or an NFL writer, whatever it was, and it was like I, you left Jason Allen or Josh Allen too much time on the clock. <laughs> and I was like, I can't tell if he's being serious or he's not. But like twenty whatever seconds it was is not a lot of time. Like you need one big bomb, and it was like boom, forty yards right out of the gate. Was it the first play of that drive? Was it? I think so. Yeah, kick return yeah. into a forty yarder. Yeah. They only had, I don't know, 30 seconds or something like that. I, I was just beyond, beyond. You know, I, like, they should have fired Aaron Glenn as soon as that play completed. As soon as that play completed, the owner should have went down to the f- field and just said, Glenn, give me your headset, get the fuck out of here. What do you, uh, <laughs> like, enough. En- enough of having an offense that's way better than it should be and a defense that just doesn't know its ass from its elbow. Enough is enough. Sayonara. See you later, Aaron Glenn. But yeah, that was uh, that was the best half to watch there. Giants, I, I don't know. I guess it was entertaining for the first half because it was close. And then the, the night game was all right. It was kind of sloppy. Justin Jefferson is just a man. Uh, yeah, I got to watch the uh, second half of the third quarter and on. So I got to see the end of that. And they, they looked really good. The, the Vikings looked... Either they looked really good or the, the Patriots defense was just a total let up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know the Patriots just didn't look good on Sunday night or oh, Jesus Thursday night. Just so used to Sunday nights, the Sunday football. Um, but they didn't look good that night. I don't know what it was. Uh, you know the, the Vikings did enough to win. You know, obviously a nice little bounce back from getting their doors blown off by the Cowboys the week before, which screwed up my second of uh, my two par two teasers. I should have just went with my one teaser. I'm, I'm so mad about that. I liked it, too, and I should have went with the other variation, which included Kansas City. So last week I had Philly, Buffalo, and San Francisco, and then I had Kansas City, and I was going to loop them in there, but instead I did Carolina, juicing it up, Buffalo again I used the second time, and then I took Minnesota, like stupid ass. I should have just done what I did. It's two weeks in a row that like some of those easy teaser legs were there, but um, you know Minnesota gets the bounce back after getting throttled by Dallas. And so they get the win. So, I mean, they're the shoe into the playoffs. Dallas looks to be, you know, pretty much a shoe in one of the stronger teams. They have in Philadelphia. That's going to be a, a, a nail biter down at the end. Dallas will not will not beat a team like they beat Minnesota. Minnesota won't lose a game like that, and Dallas won't win a game like that. Yeah, it really the was the, like the two polar ends of the spectrum all in one match. Yep. The worst performance you could get, the best performance you could get. Yeah, they're. Uh, and it's funny too because they're uh, Dallas isn't. I don't think Dallas is as good. We discussed it last week. I think Dallas is, is better when they don't have Ezekiel Elliott, and then Elliott either the Giants' defense is that bad, or I only looked at the box score really to, and I saw Elliott had two touchdowns and eighty Go, yards rushing. Yeah, I mean it was. I don't know. It, it was a lot of picking up the picking up the trash. It was uh, you know garbage garbage yards, garbage touchdowns. You know they could have given it to Pollard, but they get down to the end zone and then they give it to Zeke, which was like all right. Big- yeah, which was funny because they were talking about that on some fantasy sports radio about uh, making sure Jerry Jones is going to make sure that fucking Elliott gets his uh, his share. Yeah, it is kind of that, funny in that it, it, pot. It's he's become like a touchdown hawk, right? Remember, like yeah. all the I'm trying. I'm 
off the top of my head, right? Like, Zach Crockett had no use at all outside of the fact that anytime that the Raiders were at, like, the one-yard line, they give it to him for a touchdown run, right? So then, Zach Crockett, right? I'm thinking of the right guy. Uh, on, he was a Raider. Yeah, well, yeah, he was a big, huge dude, and it was like people used to pick him up just because he would get like the one yard touchdown runs. Yeah, but I don't think it was Crockett. It I wasn't think Crockett? it was, um, oh, what was that fucking guy's name? I think Crockett was the one that I, I could think of in most recent history, but maybe not. But just uh, Marcel Reese, Reese, Marcel Reese was our most recent one. Oh, I don't, maybe uh, I, I was thinking of Cro- Crockett was the one with the dreadlocks hanging out the back. Oh, oh, I'm thinking of a different Crockett. Um, um I could be screwing it up know. too. But anyway, point being yeah. is that you know, I, you know, uh, what do you call it? Zeke has turned into one of these throwaway kind of the running backs, except he did have the 80 yards or whatever, but. Uh, you know, Pollard's a, a more dynamic player. It's just he's smaller, and they're just dead set on using the two of them. Which, hey, all the power to you if it works. Fantastic. I, I think you're better off going with Pollard heavy and Zeke as short yardage back. But, I mean, Jones just loves the fucking guy. So you're not going to see that. I paid him so much money. He's like, you're going to fucking score for me, motherfucker. I yeah. pay you. Sixteen million a year. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's football. You know, they can just wash these things away. Ultimately, outside of the first year, right? You're always stuck with the contract first year you sign it. But after that, you can always make things work and just junk it. I, I am surprised that they keep sticking with the guy, but you know, so be it. So anyway, uh, that was the Turkey Day slate. So you had uh, what was it? It was a dog. Uh, dog cover, it was a favorite win. Uh, no, dog cover, dog cover, and then favorite, right, is what the breakdown yeah. ended up being. We were going to try to do the show beforehand, but I was just not ready to do it. I got involved in a, a work project that kind of jammed up the Tuesday night where we were looking to do it, so we didn't get to throw those games in. Although I saw your picks. I know you did have uh, one of those games in there, right? Uh, I had Detroit. I think you had Detroit. I had- Dallas, and I had the Vikings. Yeah, so uh, when we do do our picks and all the rest of it, Chris is going to be factored in there. I didn't even look at the games, so I did not factor in my picks because I didn't do them. So uh, with that said, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can reach us at the Broken Helmet, or actually at Broken Helmet Show at gmail.com. Twitter is at Helmet Broken, and Instagram is at the Broken Helmet Pod. Try to see if you can remember all that shit. It's in the notes of the show if you care to visit. Anyway, uh, we'll do a quick uh, performance review and then we'll jump into all of the games. So, first down. First down. <laughs> And so the Dogs won yet again last week, only by one game, 7-6 to six over the favorites. Only three of those Dogs ended up winning outright. That's a break from the norm for the Dogs this year. Usually they've been hitting a bigger clip of their wins as outright victories. But So the Dogs on the year, 56%. Home Dogs last week were 2-3. and three. They're still hitting above 50%, only at 52%. So dogs, home dogs, still over 50%. On overs hit for the first time last year. Congratulations. First time, well, first time of this year, the overs came in. They won 8-6 to six over the unders. Unders still own the year at 58%. 
The teasers, uh, they were solid last week. 11-3 for both the favorites and the dogs. 10-4 for both the overs and the unders. So the spreads are coming in. Spread legs are coming in about 72%. The total legs are coming in at 64%. There was one game hit everything. That was the Falcons and the Bears. Uh, of the spread games, there were eight games that hit both ways. Of the total, there were six games that hit both ways. Teams with a halftime lead ended up being 6-5. and five. They're just under 70% for the year at 69%. <laughs> As for the two of us, you had a phenomenal week. Kudos to Chris. He was eight and five, so bringing him to forty-five percent on the year. I was six and seven, and that brings me to an even five hundred or thereabouts, fifty percent. Uh, Sharps and the money again had both good weeks. Sharps were seven and three. Money is nine and four. They're both over fifty percent. Sharps are at sixty-one. Tickets were actually over fifty percent. Congratulations to the Joes. They were seven, seven and six, but they're under fifty percent for the year. Uh, wrap it up. Our, our super picks. I was two and three, but you were four and one. So Chris was good all over the place. So that brings me and my super picks at fifty percent. Chris bumps himself up to forty-one percent. So hitting to the fifty percent mark. Just getting there. Just got to keep hitting four and ones each week. And other than that, you know, the best bets are both best bets came in. They were New England. Parlays were Wifferoo. Teasers both hit. Congratulations to us there. And then, Chris, if I'm not mistaken, your prop bet hit again? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Kid is a monster. Monster. I, I don't even know. I, I said the weeks last last week, and I didn't follow it up this week by counting them, but, well, I don't know, seven in a row with your prop bets? I, it's so It's been weeks in a row. I, I lost track. Yeah, it's been really it's solid. Just... <laughs> It's uh, the one is I feel like the best bet, the best prop bet is easy. I feel like it's the other ones that aren't going through like 50 of them and studying fantasy football statistics all week makes it, I don't know, it just seems easy, but uh, obviously it's not. It's gambling. Yeah. Well, to recap, what was the one that you had last week? Uh, let me pull out the bet sheet. I Dylan. believe it was Dylan. Yeah, it was Dylan in the under. It was Dylan and yeah. under yardage and he had a crap all game. So uh, away he went. So, and then I, I, we were trying to pick the Thursday night game because a lot of the other props had not come out yet because we did an early show last week. I ended up going with uh, that slap that blew up the week before the wide receiver, and then Traylon, Traylon Burks is the one that actually blew up. So, my uh, prop bet was a whifferoo. So. But anyway, so that's the way that it shapes up again. Uh, you know, the dogs still, you know, Going strong, overs won for the first time, so the unders have still been hitting there. And then everything else kind of evened out. You know, the, the teases have been hitting now about like 10-4, and 11-3, uh, give or take, so about 70% each week. So uh, let's get into this week. There are 13 games we've got to talk about, and we have picked two. So, uh, to talk about more in depth, I guess, or at least give them a little bit more airtime. And which one of the two do you want to go? We've got Bengals at the Titans, and we have the Packers at the Eagles. Uh, the Packers-Eagles is probably the worst of the two. You want to do a little Packers-Eagles? Okay, that works for me. So, away we go. Second down. Second down. And so, like we said, we will be talking about Green Bay traveling cross-country. Well, not really cross-country, but traveling over to the east to visit the Philadelphia Eagles. And this one is a Sunday night football game. The Eagles right now are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. 
So they were multi-double-digit favorites, and then last week they went back down to six and then didn't lock that one up until the very end. That was a good, good for the teasers, which was one of my tees, but not good for the spread. This week they're going to be right around that same number at 6.5 over Green Bay, over under 46. Right now everything is on the Eagles. The Sharps have not taken a lean. However, the tickets and the money are both on the Eagles, under 60% on both of those, so not a strong lean. But again, it's six, Sunday night football, so you might see some movement after the 4 o'clock games or at least up until the 4 o'clock games as uh, people pile in the bets for the end of the week. So with that said here, you know, the Eagles go back up to 6.5. They struggled on the road to get that win last week, but they got the win. So congratulations. The Green Bay came back down to earth in probably what I guess was the game of the year for them. They needed that game. They ended up not getting it. They lost to Tennessee. And so, I, you know, for the most part, the Green Bay season is over. So do they... Do they travel here to Philadelphia and try to salvage something and you know stay afloat without watching the ship go down in a really glorious fashion? Because it seems that it's going that way. I don't think Rodgers is ever going to not play. And you know, they I think Green Bay would shut him down before he would stop playing. Yeah, but he does have a broken thumb. His thumb is all fucked up. So, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, he wasn't playing good before the thumb, so I'm not saying that that was the rationale for why his season has been so bad, but at this point, now that the season's gone bad, they really don't... They never really figured out the wide receiver thing for the beginning of the season. Devontae Adams, you know, trade without really putting anything in place was a, a real shot in the gut. So, you know, the question becomes, are they going to go on the road here Sunday Night Football to Philadelphia and lose by a touchdown or more? They don't value the wide receiver. I mean, that's that, that just the whole corporate part of that franchise doesn't value wide receiver. They don't. So I, I don't – even when you have a shitty year like this where you just keep drafting people and nobody's – no one's going to be at Devontae Adams. Even Devontae Adams wasn't Devontae Adams in his first year. So like I I honestly don't know what they were expecting. They you know they gave Rodgers fifty million because of the the fans. They didn't give him fifty million a year because he's going to be uh, Aaron uh, uh, Tom Brady. He's he's just they wanted him there and they didn't want him anywhere else. So give him the fifty million for the year and see what he can do with a bunch of schlubs. Yeah, I mean I agree with that. I. I do think that without the quarterback, you can't do anything. So in the position that they were in, what are they going to do, right? They've been getting ready for you know, this moment when Aaron Rodgers is no longer there for years and years and years. They tried to do it with the Jordan Love thing, and then they just didn't give Jordan Love a chance. And then when they finally did, he didn't really work out. I mean, he he's looked terrible whenever he's been in there. So the Jordan Love experiment, I think, was dead in the water before it started. Although they never really allowed it to go, but now it's all but gone. So you got to give him the money. Um, I, I, you know, I, does the franchise not value wide receivers? I, they definitely act as though that way. I, I wonder if they just think that Rodgers was that good; he could make anybody good. I mean, can you name the last person they've drafted, drafted in the first round? Last uh, wide receiver. Well, no, well, that's been the ongoing joke, right? Draft night, everybody just laughs because they never pick up a wide receiver, right? And so, yeah. And that uh, it, it, it happened again this year, right? Because didn't they get Quay Walker in the first round? 
I don't, yeah. You know, the draft was, you know, April. I probably shouldn't forget it. That It's not that long ago, but I'm pretty sure Walker was their number one draft pick, maybe. But uh, Who was the last wide receiver they paid money to? Oh, paid money to? I mean, it would have been Adams, right? Because Adams is on his third contract. I it, Maybe Adams. I think they I, gave I Adams one play. contract, and then they traded him, right? So, because he wanted another I, contract. Right, I'm saying who was the last person they've like pulled out of free agency, not not their own player. Oh God, like, I, I, the, I couldn't even tell you. I, I couldn't even tell. You. I I couldn't either. I mean, it seems like everybody does that, but them. Yeah, that that'd have to be a Google, which we're not going to do right now. But yeah, I mean, they they've just been trying. You know, they they brought in. Well, Alan Lazard was on the up and up. They tried to you know utilize him from in house grooming. They brought back uh, Randall Cobb, which, you know, I mean, has a moment of flash here and there. But they were just never able to to replace Devontae Adams. And then I really think what went south on them was their defense, which currently is coming in 20th in, in the league, DVOA, which they thought was going to be like top, you know, top 10, top 5. And then the run game really wasn't like, significant. And so you just got thrown back on a bad defense with an okay run game, and then it was all thrown on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. And it's just like I'm old, and I got a busted thumb now. It's just not happening. So I, I don't know what's wrong with their run game. They, I just think Aaron Rodgers is changing the place. I just don't don't think he wants to run the ball. He would rather. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I can say that. I, th- I can't say that the lack of the passing offense has really come down on the run offense, right? I mean, it's just not complementary, uh, the, the two parts of the offense right now. So, and I just, everything looks off, right? Like LaFleur, people have been bashing him as not being a good coach. I, you know, he, he stepped in there and took over a franchise that had great talent. So, I mean, his record is good, but I mean, he's had teams that should have been good. You know, now you see a little bit of, you know, adversity, if you will, especially with the roster. And, you know, they definitely didn't rise to the occasion this year. You know, I'm sure Latrell will explain it away. But I I just have a feeling that LaFleur and, well, Rogers and LaFleur don't like each other, right? I'm, I'm not mistaken without us being beat reporters. That, that's fair to say. I mean, Rogers is flipping I... them off all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly, I haven't followed that storyline too much, but... I can't imagine they love each other. You don't see them hugging. Ah, uh, it's it's just the eye rolls and the constant after the play, you know, face, you know, facial features of Rogers. It's just kind of like I can't stand this guy. This guy sucks. Well, Rogers also thinks he's God's gift to the I know, world. I know. I so. know. It, it's kind of like enough of Rogers at this point. But let's just get back in the, into the. You know, we've gotten really into the weeds here. Six and a half points it, is is that too much for the Eagles? Is the question because the Eagles for two weeks now have bad. not looked they, good. Yeah, they haven't looked good for a couple of weeks, and until they blow out a, a good—I uh, mean, Green Bay's not necessarily like the elite talent in the league, but they're also not the worst. So if they blow them out, I mean, I I might look at the Eagles as as a lock almost every week again. But uh, for now, I'm I'm gonna go with the Packers getting the six and a half and assume that the offense is going to be better than it has been and that they're going to fight pretty well. You know, the biggest problem with Philadelphia and, and from what everything I've read and, and the statistics I've read and, and the 
conversations I've heard on radio is they really miss that guy. Jordan uh, Davis. That rookie. Yeah. 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 The so, well, they went out and signed Ndamuk and Sue for crying out loud. That's how much they missed them. You know, I mean. Yeah, Sue. Well, Sue was sitting Sue there eating turkey s- legs, you know, and then they're like, hey, what do you got going? You want to come play for us? You know, I mean, well, come on. two people. Sue and... Oh, who else uh, they signed? Because I, that I, that I didn't see everything. Uh, they both played for, like, the... It was like three plays into the game last week, and they were they were both in there. Oh, I, um, shit. Sue I was the only was. one that I was watching that I was like, oh, man, they, they really must be hurting if they're picking up the Dominic and Sue. You know, but which is, yeah. you know, I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul, he got picked up earlier in the year, kind of in the same situation with Baltimore, right? Nobody wanted to sniff Pierre-Paul after the Bucks let him go, and then the Ravens were like, we have no pass rush, why don't you come over and help us? Same situation with the Eagles and uh, and Sue, but, you know, run-stuffing, D-tackle. Yeah, that sucks for them, too, because when they were averaging, like, so ridiculous. It was, like, two yards a carry they were allowing and without that guy, it's like five, five and change. I don't know the numbers uh, exactly, but it's it's obnoxious. Yeah, the difference, and I, I can't believe it makes that much. Well, like how how is one guy? I don't care if he's five hundred pounds. How does one guy? St- ruin your your run-stopping defense. Come on. Well, I mean, you could look at like Aaron Donald, right? You take Aaron Donald out of that, that Rams defense and that whole thing changes. So I'm not saying that Davis is is Aaron Donald. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that sometimes the way that you have it built, you know, you're, you're putting a lot of leverage on one position because you figured out a way schematically to take advantage elsewhere, you know, with that one player and what they can do. So, you know, you, you pull that, you pull the pin there, and then all of a sudden, you know, everything starts falling out. So, I, DVOA, yeah. Philadelphia's fourth defense for the year, but of the two sides, the rush defense is the worst. They are 26th, while their pass defense is third. So, you know, that, that rush defense is going to be the weak spot. The Packers have been trying to run the ball all year long. So I guess that is kind of the key is the, is the Packers rush versus the Eagles rush defense and if that's going to have impact. Now, when you turn around to the offensive side of the ball, I know A.J. Brown is a little banged up still. I mean, I think he's playing. He's not at risk at not playing, but I think he's been banged up since know. last week, right? Came up limping on that uh, one play. I think it was an illness this week is why he didn't practice. Was it his illness? Because I, I know last week during the game he pulled up and it looked like he rolled his ankle or whatnot, and I think it was later in the game too. Um, I don't remember the timing. It's been too He's long. He's always hurt. That dude's always hurt. I mean, whatever. He's had a great year. So, uh, you know, you're, you're going with the Packers here, though, to get back to the point spread. I think I'm going to take the Eagles in the six and a half. I, I just, I think that coming home here, now look, I, the two-game stretch where they have really struggled doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence picking them here. But, God, I just I have no faith in, in Rodgers at all right now, especially on the road. They had that big win two weeks ago, and then they had a, a need-to-win game, which was at Lambeau, right? They weren't in Tennessee last week. They were at Lambeau, were they not? Uh, no. Do, do you remember before no, I get they, to— No, they were in Tennessee. Were they in Tennessee? Okay, so they had a, a win— uh, Let me see. Ba, 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 Packers, Titans. Yeah, it, it, no, they were it at— It wasn't— They were at Green Bay. Green Bay Titans, Thursday night. 
I'm almost positive. Uh, I haven't marked down yeah, that way, but whatever yeah. it was, you, you know, now you got to go on the road and you get in. You know, I I just don't see it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other side. Although you know, look, this is almost an auto pick Packers, right? When you look at it, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I you know Packers, you know Philadelphia Sunday Night Football six and a half points. You know, your gut wants to go automatically to the Packers. I just can't do it because I just think Philadelphia is going to be, you know, it's going to come out victorious here. But then again, you know, I don't have a lot of faith. They haven't really shown the ability to, that offense is what scares me with Philly. It seems like it's in a little bit of a rut there where they were really firing on all cylinders easy. How many fucking stupid uh, uh, not analogies, what idioms can I say? You know, firing on all cylinders. Got a ton of a motor. Yeah, At the they've end of given the day, up since, since Davis went down, they've given up. 168, 99, and uh, what did they give up last week? Not uh, one six. I'm sorry, that was last week. So so one sixty eight, a hundred fifty something to the uh, uh, Redskins, and ninety nine last week. So I guess they're getting better. I mean that. You know, against J- Jonathan Taylor, they only gave up 99 yards to the Colts. Yeah, so, so that's better. I mean, that's in the right going in the right direction. But want to talk about teams are just- not going in the right direction though. Michigan, huge bomb versus Ohio State to take the lead after this extra point, 24 to 20. I missed the first it's the third one. I missed the, it's the yeah, third one. So I missed the first half. You said there were two other big bombs, right? All by Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, so they got a third one here, uh, Loveland, with a big, gigantic bomb. And so this is a this is a doozy of a college game. Two, three, you can't really ask for much. You know, Loveland, who's who is that? The receiver, some wide receiver, yeah. So, but he just tore down the this sideline. He was wide open, hit him perfectly in stride. It was a beautiful play. So it's going to be upsetting if either of these two teams ends up getting knocked out of the top four because they played each other and somebody had to lose. They won't. Not they, if they, they, not they if shouldn't. It, not if it's like this. Not if it's like this. This is this is why I just can't stand college football, right? Because like one of those guys lose and then TCU gets into the top four. Like, give me a fucking break. This is why you can't stand college football. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god, I, it's the same shit with college football. It, it, the college football is going to be infinitely better when they jack this up to the tournament, right? Where they do they're doing sixteen? No, they're not doing sixteen. Sixteen. They they 16 are doing teams. sixteen. They're doing eight of the six. They're doing the sixteen instead of the eight or whatever. But I, you know, I thought that was what the. Um, I don't. I I don't know. I'm speaking out of my ass. I just that's what I heard. Well, 16. that's what we all do. We all speak out of our ass. That's what makes a good yeah. podcast. Just speak out of your ass yeah. half the time. But no, I I have not been able to get in college football ever since I was a kid. Number one, because growing up in the Northeast, at least in in New Jersey, where there is no college. Yeah, I mean the Rutgers, I guess, but Rutgers was nothing for historically ever. Um. You know, you, you try to get into it, and forever it was like always the end of the year AP polls, and it was like, who's the AP champion? And then they came up with this championship series, but there's only four teams, and it was like, okay, you know, I guess I can watch the the, the three games, right? You got the, the two games for the final four, and then the final game, and get into it, but like, I'll get into the season at the end of the year. Like, what am I going to watch, like, the middle of the fucking season for? 
you know, it's kind of got that way with, with, with basketball, with hockey, you know, I mean, you can be a diehard fan, but college football, it's like, okay, you get to the top four and then all of a sudden, let's say one of these teams loses and they get pushed out of the top four and TCU slides in, like, give me a break. Give me a break. That's why I can't stand, like, I want the best. I want the best of the best. And I want them to go head-to-head. And if somebody drops the ball in, like, a playoff game, that, that happens. But I, don't, I want them to be able to get in the playoffs. So, ultimately, the 16-team tournament will be greater, better for me. But I'm sure you're going to get upsets where people are like, they didn't even deserve to be in the goddamn thing. You know, it's it's going to push the other way at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I guess we have a different outlook on what, college football has been since I was a kid. I, I used to do watching football on Saturdays was the, was great growing up, but maybe it was different from your perspective. I mean, you are seven years older, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just a little different. Yeah, no, I just never got into it because I never had an affiliation. Uh, you know, dad, you know, mom, they didn't have any kind of colleges that they were. Dad didn't go to college. Mom went to Montclair State. So, like, they weren't into college football. And so then when I did go to college football, it was at Wake Forest. And Wake Forest was fucking terrible. That was the Jim Caldwell era. They were, they were fucking awful. So there was, like, nothing to get into on Saturday. It was like, all right, can we get the basketball season yet? You know, NFL Sundays and then basketball season so I could watch Tim Duncan or the Giants. You know, or at that point, right. I think I was—I still might have been a cowboy fan. I was like slowly in the conversion, and that was when uh, you know the end of the Jimmy era, and then they brought in Barry Switzer. Ugh, that was a disaster. Thank God I'm not a fan of them anymore. Uh, anyway, we—Jesus Christ, where the hell? Where are we? Uh, Eagles, Packers. All right, so I'm taking the Eagles. You're taking the Packers. Let's go to Game Two, and that game is going to be in Tennessee. We were trying to figure out Green Bay or Tennessee before. This game is definitely in Tennessee. It's going to feature Tennessee versus Cincinnati, Bengals, Titans. Bengals currently the two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. One of the road dogs. There are a total of five this week. So this is the first of those five. Uh, total, what is it? 43-and-a-half is what we're looking at right now. And it's a pros versus Joes game as the Sharps and 70% of the money pool are on Cincinnati while 59% of the tickets are on Tennessee. So then the question becomes, Tennessee, can they pull this off at home? You know, Bengals have been a little iffy. They're not getting a lot of points here. They're only getting two-and-a-half. So, I mean, a lot of love kind of getting showed to Tennessee because I probably would have made this line like three or three-and-a-half for Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, well, it's two-and-a-half, right? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. That's under the three. I, I easily would have made it a three, maybe three-and-a-half. Four is probably pushing it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but two-and-a-half, I mean, I don't know. And I'll, I'll say that because Tennessee's on like a Tennessee's on a massive winning streak. Yeah, I mean they're playing phenomenal. They're, they're one of the quietest teams in the NFL for their record. I think they're they're seven and three now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they haven't played this week. I think they're seven and three. So it's like one of the quietest seven and three teams that you'll hear. Um, but I mean, God, I, this was. I'll be honest. This was an auto Cincy pick for me, and this is like this is the Joe in me, you know. Like I, you know. Although then I looked at it, I was like, yeah, I'm picking the Bengals here. Everybody else is going to be on on Tennessee. I, it just snapped in my head. I'm like, yeah, Cincinnati it, it, every day, all day. And then it turns out that that was the side that the pros were on. You know, so I, I don't. know. I was going to say, what, what, like, why, why wouldn't the pros go with the 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 Cincy pick? I I feel like. Tennessee is the 
blatant underdog for a lot of reasons. One is you, I bet you can't name who their leading receiver is. Two is they suck. They, they, yeah. they they're not, they're not good television. That's analysis you know, right there. They suck. They do. They're not good television. Who likes watch? I watched that game last week, and I couldn't wait till Green Bay got the ball back. Yeah, they are they, a, a boring as hell watch, right? But I'm just saying, a seven and three team at home versus a Bengals team that you know they looked like they were going on a tear for a hot second, and then Chase got went down, and then they've you know kept their head above water. But I don't know if they looked as strong as I thought they were going to look when Chase started, you know, figuring stuff out this year. Because Chase was, like, super quiet, and then he had those two back-to-back games where he was, like, you know, rocket man, and then he got hurt, and then, you know, since then, you know, they they played okay, but not, like, great. You know, last week, yeah. last week they ended up, uh, you know, winning, and they ended up covering versus the Steelers. Um, but that was the Steelers, for crying out loud. And even at that, it wasn't like a blowout. You know, they covered the four, but... Uh... Did they? I th- when, did, when did they play Pittsburgh? They played Pittsburgh last week. Cincinnati was it, it, it was in Pittsburgh. They ended up winning by the four, but I think at one point earlier in the game they were down. Yeah, I, I could have sworn it was. Cl- I, I didn't think they covered last week, but I, I definitely could be wrong. Um, I know Pittsburgh's defense played really well. They played a lot better. Yeah, well, Pittsburgh's defense is okay. I, you know, later on, you know, the final game is going to be the Monday night Colts host and the Steelers game. We'll get to that later, but um, I think the Pittsburgh defense will play a factor in that. Um, you know, it, it, here though, when we're talking about the Titans and the Bengals, you know, I don't know. I, from a gambler standpoint, I would figure that a lot of the pros would end up siding on you know the home seven and three team that plays. Okay, defense has a strong run offense, um, you know, but it just wasn't the case because everything right now outside of the tickets is with the Bengals. As am I. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the the Titans. I'm gonna go with the the streak, man. They they seem to be uh, pretty good. They're they're refining what they are, and that's you know how how much can we lean on Derrick Henry, and then let's see who can catch you know, some sort of third down pass when we need a conversion. Uh, that kid, uh, that rookie, he's okay. But, you know, Robert Woods needs to step in and um, the the tight end from that got all that money from Cleveland, whatever his name is. Uh, uh, the guy from Atlanta. What was Oh, Hurst. Tight- no, 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 not Hurst. The other tight end from Atlanta. There was two of them. It was Hayden Hurst and... Um, well, the kid that went to Cleveland for all those years, he what, had two touchdowns last week. Well, uh, all right, hold on, hold on. You're you're talking about you're you're talking about Tennessee, or are you talking about Cincinnati here? Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. I'm thinking about uh, Cincinnati. Hurst is on Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, Hooper. Hooper. Oh, oh, Austin yeah, yeah, yeah. Hooper. Austin Hooper. Right. Okay. He got paid millions to go to Cleveland from Atlanta because Matt Ryan paid him a. Uh, Paying him all that attention in his contract year. Yeah, I got all thrown around there. Okay, all right, yes. Austin made Cooper. him look amazing. But uh, yeah, so you know, Cooper, Woods, and and Burks, they're gonna need to, they're gonna need to step up. And and as long as Henry, I mean, shit, if Henry can hold up to thirty carries a game, and just destroy, just pummel defenses like that, they are gonna be tough to beat. I, I don't care who the offense is that that they're 
going against on the other side. You know, Cincinnati's offense is very, very good, but I, I don't care. Like that, that's they have a, a some sort of chemistry that's working for them right now, and I'm not going to go against a five game win streak. Yeah, see that that's the that's the argument I thought would have been made by either the sharps or by the money pool. And it just it just hasn't been that way, which is like really shocking, um, you know, because I, I really thought that the, the picking the Bengals was the sucker pick here, even though in my head I'm just kind of like, man, they, all they need is a field goal to win, and I just think they're the better team. Um, as for uh, Henry, you were talking about him having a, I mean, he has been getting carries like you wouldn't believe coming off the injury. I mean, he's been over twenty carries in one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven games, and of those, I, four of them have been over 28 carries a game. I had 28 for 102, 30 for 128, 32 for 219. That was versus Houston, and two touchdowns. And then last week, 28 for 87 and a touchdown. So quite yeah, these are all wins in the past five. How many has he had? Uh, well, Tennessee lost two out of the gate. And then they've won all but one since. And that loss was the overtime loss to Kansas City uh, in early November. Uh, in that oh, game, yeah. he had 17 for 115 and two touchdowns. They should have won that one, too. Yeah, they should have, right? So, I mean, Henry has had quietly a season that consists of 230 carries for 110, uh, 1,010 yards for an average of four four and a half yards carry and ten touchdowns, so he's that got. Dude a, a, a coach. A thousand and ten touchdowns through whatever eleven games. You know, um, what's his name? Brable. Brable. I don't. I don't care what people say about him. Man, he dude seems like he's good. A good coach. Well, he's kind of like the anti-modern football, right? I mean, while everybody else is running crazy offensive sets and tons of motion and everything is primarily pass oriented. You know, he's gone with, nope, I get Derrick Henry. I'm going to run the shit out of the ball and then we'll work off of that and we'll make all the rest, you know, work with some solid defense. And he's had injuries on the defensive side of the ball too. So, you know, it's been a very impressive coaching job for him uh, for a quiet seven and three Titans team. Uh, the, the Titans team that you, my, my sir, are going to take. So you're going to yes. be with yep. t- Tennessee. I'm going to end up being with the Bengals on that. And so with all of that said, let's go down the rest of the slates. Third down. And we will begin in Jacksonville for the Ravens-Jags game. Ravens, a road favorite, 3.5 points, 43.5 is the over-under. Sharps have the Jags, everybody else on the Ravens. Uh, Money biggest at 67% of the money pool. So I'll take this one to start. I'm going to take the Ravens in the 3.5. Yeah, this is my pick of the week. I love the Ravens. Oh, there you go. Chris is also in on the Ravens, and it is his lock of the week. So the next game is going to be in Cleveland, where the Browns are going to be hosting the Bucks. Another home dog here as Tampa Bay is favored by 3.5 on the road, over under 42 points. The game is a trifecta. The Sharps, money, and tickets all on Tampa Bay here. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay as well. Yeah, Tempo off the bye. Uh, Brady, maybe they can get the, the chemistry better. Uh, working better for them and for that that putrid-looking offense. Uh, uh, 
especially with this new rookie coming in, uh, I think that'll liven up that team a little bit more too. I'm going with Tampa. So you're going to Tampa Bay too. Uh, okay. The, before the next game, I always say this. I, I got a fair way to make this uh, statement earlier in the program before we actually get into it. But all of the lines that I quote here are coming from DraftKings. I pulled the numbers about 10:30 this morning, and all of the gambling statistics are coming from the Action Network app. I pulled them around the same time. I always want to do that at the top before we get into all the games and then I forget about them and then I'm saying the numbers and I'm like, oh shit, you forgot to say when you got them and where you got them. That would be helpful uh, you know, for later validating your, your picks when you uh, go 0-13. So anyway, next game is Jets hosting the Bears. Jets favored by 6 in this one, so if you wonder whether or not Justin Fields is going to play or be effective, uh, it looks as though Vegas thinks not in either direction. I, you know, maybe he doesn't play. It separated shoulder, I guess, is what they're saying, like a torn UL torn AC joint, AC joint, something to that degree. So anyway, Jets are favored by almost a touchdown here at six points. Over under is thirty eight and a half. This is a trifecta game as well as everything is on the Jets. Seventy percent of the money pool on the Jets. So where are you going to go here with this one? I don't like either team, but I'll take the Jets because I it, without the without Justin Fields playing the way he's been playing. What are the Bears? They're they're nothing to me. Yeah, I know. I same with me. I but and then I at the last minute I said, you know what? I can't. I can't. I can't take the Jets in six points. I can't do it. So I took the Bears, but this was a you know pick them and hold your nose because I I'm with you. Both these teams fucking suck. So yeah, they suck. Enough of that game. Uh, on to Miami, where the Dolphins are going to be hosting the Texans. This is another stink fest. Dolphins fourteen point favorites in this one. Forty seven points is the over under the total, and then another trifecta game. Everybody is on the Dolphins and really heavy in this one, as seventy five percent of the tickets and eighty seven percent of the money is on Miami. So, where are you going to put your pick here? Uh, I'm going to go... It's funny. I'm going to take Houston getting the 14 points, mainly because... Yeah, so am I. I saw... I, I, I saw some statistic on TikTok. Some... I don't know. On what? Joe Schmo. <laughs> on, on, on TikTok? TikTok. That's, where we're getting, that's where we're yeah. getting our gambling advice now? TikTok? Uh, yeah. So, the kid was showing statistics for the past, I don't know, five years or something like that, and Anybody that's more than a 10-point favorite is wins like 22% of the time or something like that. And I thought, wow, that's that's probably right. And so in this game, I'm just going to go with Houston and see how, uh, see how right this, this kid is. Well, there's two games this week so that, that are that have point totals like that. The second one is going to be the Chiefs later on, yep. facing the Rams. So, spoiler alert, I, I I don't like that one either. But I'm going to take Houston as well here. Um, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't. 14 points. It's just it's just so many points. It's it's just a ton. Now I know tech and. The, Titan, uh, Titans. The Texans are going to their backup quarterback, so you might see a little bit of an uptick in offense uh, with the change of quarterback. You know, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, you put the two teams out and, uh, you know, the Dolphins might be a 14-point favorite. I just don't see it happening. You know, there's a difference between, you know, seeing it on paper and actually it playing out. So I'm with you there. I'm going to be taking Houston and the 14 points. 
The Red Hot Commanders are the next up. They're going to be four-point favorites over Atlanta. Uh, 40.5 is the over-under Right now, there is no sharp lean, so this will be like a defecta game. As a defecta, is that a word? I just made it one. Sixty percent of the tickets and seventy-three percent of the money pool is on Washington. So, you're going to go with the Red Hawk Commanders or the first half of the season, Darling Child Falcons? I stopped listening to you when you said defecta. Defecta. I just made it up. I just said it's a perfect word. I should have said an exacta, but I said dufecta instead of trifecta. So there you go. I, I, I put duo and fecta all together, and I made a new word, dufecta. Dufecta, dufucko. I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> I may or may not change your uh, 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 avatar and name in Lost in the Fog to defecto. <laughs> dufecto. <laughs> Factor, whatever. <laughs> With a fucking big shit. Yeah, big, just a big deuce. duty. Just a big duty and dufecta. So anyway, like I said, the commanders are the dufecta here. Tickets and money love them. Money more so. Uh, um, sorry. I Did I break your brain with my defecta terminology? You know, no, I, I got, there was a guy laying, I'm watching the soccer game while I also have the other game on and this guy was just laying on the ground. Oh yeah, there's the, no uh, there's the there's the World Cup going on too. I'm still watching this Michigan State Ohio State game, 24-20 for those yeah. following at home on tape, which means you probably know the score already. Um, yeah, the the best player in the in the world is playing right now for Argentina, and his team is one loss away from. Is that Neymar, Messi? Which one is who's Mes- the best? Messi. Messi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you Final went messy. with Germany and England in last week's bets. You took a little money and put them on those, and. Uh, and Germany turned around and lost to Japan. Uh, they did after having a one nothing lead. They gave up two yeah, goals. Yeah, they lost yep. to Japan, right? So now they got to see if yep. they. Uh, I, I don't know where that puts them because I haven't been following around. The USA they got to win. A, they got to win. Same thing with USA, right? USA is in a win or go home kind of game or win. Or USA is in a in a win or I guess they, they could, could back in another way. No, I mean they have two draws at two points. They would there would have to be a massive goal differential. Oh yeah, it goes down to goal differential. That's right. Yeah, I just yeah. know they win in their so, end. So that makes yeah, win it win in their end. And that when game's Tuesday, it? right? Tuesday versus Iran. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. Tuesday versus Iran. So yeah, crazy because England could. I guess England could lose. They have four points. England could lose and get knocked out. It's crazy. If yeah, I, Wales, can't, I, if, I can't. If Wales beats them, it's it's whatever. If Wales beats them, then I don't know. I there's so many different. It's the the World Cup's tough to follow, but like it's it's tough to decipher who's going to make it through based off of goal differentials. It's just like in the NFL, except NFL is pretty straightforward with. Like conference, then division or division. Yeah, then no, their their tiebreakers go down a formula that's pretty easy to follow, right? It's not until yeah, you really get into the thick of things and people end up being tied here and then tied with that and then tied with that that you're like, all right, now now we're going down to whatever. Correct. I, I forget what it Correct. is. I don't even have the, the World tier. Cup's like, oh, they ha- they could beat they have to beat Iran, but if they if they tie and Wales if they tie and Wales beats. England and Wales beats England by three, then then England's out. But if they beat England by two, 
England's in and U.S. is out. It's it's crazy. It, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. But, by the time you're done talking about it, it's just boring as all hell. So that, that's where soccer right. lies. So, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the the commanders. They're, uh, the, the teams they beat are way better than Atlanta. So I, I, it's, I'm hard-pressed to find anybody in this country that's going to bet against the commanders right now. The Falcons suck. Yeah, the Falcons. Uh, the, the Falcons were a nice story early, and now they've just come back down to earth. And uh, commanders are on the opposite end. I'm with you there. I'm also taking the commanders there and the four points. Next game is going to be a battle for the seller. Broncos in Carolina. They're going to be road favorites by one point here. 36 is the over-under. So not on on top of getting two shitbox teams that have had terrible years, a fired coach on one, a possible fired coach at, on the other at the end of the year, you have 36 points as the expected point total here, which is the lowest point total of the entire NFL slate for Sunday and Monday night. So, uh, I don't know. I Right now, Broncos minus one. Trifecta pick here with the Panthers. Everybody's on them. 61% of the tickets, 72% of the money pool plus the Sharps. Are you going to go Carolina or are you going to put any kind of faith in Russell Wilson for a, a game that, you know, earlier in the season you probably would have made the Broncos an eight-point favorite? Yeah, I don't care about Denver's offense. It's just their defense is way better than... Carolina's off. Denver has the better defense. They should they should win this game handily. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I I picked the Broncos. This was another. It was one of a fast pick for me. I, you know, obviously, there's a little bit more argument to be made to make a fast pick here with Denver than the Bengals, which is where I, the previous one previous pick that I said was very quick for me. Anyway, uh, my English and motor skills are just failing me fast here. So anyway, uh, I'm going to take the Broncos. You're going to take the Broncos as well. Not a whole lot to talk about. Those two teams blow. So the next game is going to be Cardinals Chargers. Uh, Actually, sorry. uh, Scratch that. It's going to be the Seahawks hosting your Raiders. Let's not uh, go past your Raiders here. Give them their fair shake. Seahawks home favorites by four points. 47.5 is the over-under. 74% of the tickets like the Seahawks. 75% of the money. So big favorites here. Sharps have not taken a lean. But I am going uh, all in here with the Seahawks because Vegas is terrible. Devontae Adams is a possible scratch, right? Isn't he banged up? He popped up on I the... Didn't, I think no, he, Jacobs. Jacobs is a possible scratch. Oh, Jacobs is a possible scratch. He popped up on the injury uh, list. I think... Uh, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. Is he... Did they say I, that? I didn't, I, no, but anybody who gets hurt on Saturday... Uh, Jesus, I keep thinking it's... I know. Uh, uh, anybody who, who gets hurt on that late in the week and is now labeled as questionable never plays. Never plays. Yeah, and Adams doesn't have uh, injury designation here, so he's fine. So, um, I get. Well, did anybody pick up Z- Zaire White or whatever? The you know the guy that I drafted and then cut and picked up eight million times, and he never I, played. It, that's the only league that I'm really not in it and lost in the fog. So I didn't do it because I didn't want to be that dick that ruins somebody else's playoff chances. But, um. I in some Yahoo leagues, I I did pick them up. Yeah, let's see league uh, league wire. No, no activity, and except for days not ago. in paper. 
nobody picked him up as of like midnight and paid her last night. No, well, he's a it's a recent movement, right? So, and at this point, I, I don't know how how can you get into him. I really liked him as you know a, a potential you know tote the rock, get it because Jacobs was on the outs, and now it's just so far. Gone. I I would have picked him up if you didn't have roster limits for running backs. But I can't. I'm not willing to give up other running backs. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, that, that's roster limits. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you can't just squat on an entire position. Um, I mean, I guess you can. I don't know. Something to revisit I next do. year, for sure. Um, but all right, so I'm taking the Seahawks in the four because I, the Raiders just their duty, and I, I don't see them. Their run, their run defense has been terrible, and so this will factor into one of my props later on. But I, their run defense has been terrible. Seahawks are coming off a bye. You know, I just see them running all over them and, and playing solid at home. Yeah, I'll take the Seahawks too. I don't have much to say about the Raiders. They they aren't good. So another not good team is the Cardinals. They're gonna be on the road they're gonna be at home this week taking on the Chargers. This is the game that I tried to get to, skipping over your Raiders. But the Chargers, a two and a half point road favorite. 48.5 is the over-under. Right now, 71% of the tickets like the Chargers. And so you're saying, oh, pros versus Joes. Well, not really, because 55% of the money pool also likes Los Angeles. And then the Sharps are going to lean in a little bit to the Cardinals. So uh, that said, who are you going to take here, Los Angeles or Arizona? I love the Chargers here. Yeah, I picked I I pick the Chargers too. I don't know why 2.5. I really don't, I can't figure out. I don't get the spread. I well, don't understand. This is... Well, because the Chargers, the Chargers have an, oh, trick play here in the Michigan game. Uh, halfback pass, uh, not for a big play, but it was a completion. Um, I think it's because Murray's coming back, so you have the X factor of the quarterback changing back. And then the Chargers have been okay, but not great. You know, I mean, it, it's been a disappointing year for Los Angeles. Can we both agree on that? I mean, I know they've had yeah, they injuries, suck. but, you know, it shouldn't have been this bad. And I, I blame they a suck. little bit on the coach they def- because they, they I think Staley sucks. Staley does suck. And I don't, I forget which pregame, postgame, or podcast I was talking about it. If if you could, if you could grab Peyton, you wouldn't heartbeat, right, and just blow Staley out. Thanks for playing. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, we got to start rolling. Christian's rolling over. Oh, all right. So my uh, my nephew is going to be waking up shortly. So uh, you're taking the Chargers. Next game, Chiefs-Rams. Uh, Chiefs favored by 15.5. We were getting to this before. Big, uh, big point spread, as was the Dolphins. And I think you were saying because of what you heard on TikTok, you're probably going to uh, snap pick the Rams here. But the no. tickets no, and Rams the... Suck. Tickets and the money are on the Rams. 58% tickets, 59% money, and then the Sharps are leaning in on the Chiefs. Uh, I took the Rams here just because 15.5 was a lot of points. And I know the Rams are terrible. I just, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to take the Chiefs. I couldn't do it. They never win big I, when they're supposed to. And, I, you know, over the past years, I've just gotten burnt with it. So I'm just going to take the 15.5 points, and when I get toasted, I get toasted. This is more of a teaser game than anything. So I, I'm gonna I'll take KC with the fifteen and a half, mainly because the Rams defense isn't good, the Rams offense isn't good. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened to the Rams. Like I can't believe this is just a everything Super Bowl fell apart. hangover. No, nah, it's not a Super Bowl it, it, hangover. It was like everything that could go wrong did go wrong, right? Yeah. Murphy's so law. I'm, Murphy's I'm, gonna take, law. I'm gonna take KC. KC's pretty good. KC's 
looks like the best team in the NFL right yeah, now. Yeah, KC looks really good. So, I mean, I'm with you, too. I want to pick Kansas City so bad. It's just a 15 and a half scared me off. So, next game is San Francisco hosting, hosting the Saints. San Francisco nine-point favorites here versus New Orleans. 43 is the over-under. Tickets you know, like the 49ers a little bit. Um, and then I don't have the money pool in front of me. Sharps are leaning in on the Saints. So, what are you going to do here with the nine points for San Francisco? I love the the 49ers. I think they I just I'll keep betting them every week, man. God damn, they it, just keep This is another game I want to take San Francisco with you, but I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to 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 not give the Saints 9 points. Like it's just so many points. Uh, you're giving the Saints too much credit, man. The Saints suck. No, I, I don't think the Saints are good. It it's just 9 points is tough for me with its San Francisco team. I don't know. I mean, the Saints have Sam's a little just bit. beaten everybody, dude. Yeah, I mean, they're really good. They're, they're really four good. And one, four and one since they got McCaffrey or something like that? They're, I would imagine that, I mean, either the Eagles, I think the 49 the 49ers will probably be the most teased game of the week. Because you tease them and it brings it down to nine, three points. Uh, no. No, people are going to tease the Eagles. Down hey, yeah, to the zero. Eagles down, down to, to uh, down to a half a point. Them. I was going to say Philadelphia. Well, what did I just? I said Philadelphia versus the Eagles, right? Those are going to be the two most. Yeah, you think it's going to be Philadelphia? I don't know. Uh, people will take Eagles all day in a, in a pick them at home. Yeah, you're probably right. And the and the the six points only brings the 49ers to three, so it's still a field goal. You don't get through the three here with the Eagles. You get all the way down to a pick them. So. Uh, all right, but anyway, so I'm on the Saints. You're on the 49ers, and that leaves one game left, and that is Monday Night Football, where we have the can't wait for Indianapolis Colts hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Colts two and a half point favorites. 39 is the over under. Uh, tickets slightly on the Steelers. Money all over the Steelers right now at 89%. Again, a Monday night game, so that numbers are bound to change quite a bit. Uh, I, I don't know. There's nothing to talk about this game. I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, I don't know. The Colts are probably the better team, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not picking the Colts and their fucking ESPN broadcaster as a coach. <laughs> they're they're. T- it's funny too because it, it's actually the truth. It's the it truth. Was ES- <laughs> it was an ESPN broadcaster, right? I mean, ESPN analyst to be your head coach. And let me tell you, the conversations that have spawned from his hiring, like, are enough to just blow your mind because they're they're both uh, crazy and offensive all at the same time. Uh, you know, podcast for a different day, but uh, yeah. So Jeff Saturday is the head coach of the Colts. I'm not picking them against Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Uh, their defense is good. I mean, their defense is totally different with T.J. Watt. They're I don't care about this game, but T.J. Watt is fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. So we're both in on the Steelers there. So, um, okay, uh, let's fire it up. We'll go to our picks and gambling and call it a day. So let's rock. Fourth down. So I will let you start. You actually said your best bet already, and that was which was one? One was that I forgot already. The Ravens. It was Ravens the Ravens. Over the Jags. Right. Ravens over the Jags. Baltimore. Baltimore is in my super contest, but my best pick was Washington. I took the Commanders. Oddly enough, in the four points. So uh, you got Baltimore. I got Washington. Super contest. I'll let you start. 
Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, pretty sure that's going to hit. Not not positive, but I got a really good feeling about the Vikings. Uh, I'll go with the Titans next. Then I'll go with the Redskins. Oops, Commanders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he screwed up, boys. Then uh, then I'll go. Then I'll go with the San Diego Chargers. Oops, Super Chargers, the charge. Then I met the 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 Los Angeles Chargers, and I'll close it with the 49ers. So I also had the Chargers. Uh, I also have Washington. So those two we have the same. Uh, I ended up taking Baltimore, which is your best bet. You just don't throw them into your super contest. So I went with Chargers, Baltimore, and Washington. And then the two I'm going to have different from you is I'm going to take Tampa Bay and Seattle. So that brings us to our parlays. My parlay, pretty easy. It was, you know, three of those super tick. I super picks. I picked Washington, Seattle, and Chargers. That was my parlay. I went with uh, the Ravens, my best pick, my best bet. Uh, I like the Commanders as well. I think that they, obviously, like we discussed before, I think they found something that works with that kid. Uh, Heineke? Heineke. Is that it? Taylor Heineke, baby. Not Heineken. Heineke. Heineke. Drake's Heineken's after he yeah. wins. That and the rushing game, man. They they really figured something out there. So that happy for uh, Yeah, Ron although Rivera. I wish they would stick with either Gibson or Robinson, right? Because I have Robinson and you know, he had a good game two games ago, and then last week he was absent. So it's like I you know, I could start him, I could yeah. not start him. It's like I I'm, and he's a flex, so it's like I just need to get a little something out of him. Robinson's made Gibson better. Gibson's just like blowing up the past like four or five I know, weeks. When he was like trash. It was weird. It's weird. Uh and then the last of the parlay is gonna be the 49ers. Okay. So then let's go to the teaser. I have a feeling that some of our teaser legs here are gonna be the same. So teasers we go. Yeah, so Tennessee plus nine. <clears throat> I'm gonna bring uh San Francisco down to two. Yep, I got that one I'll, too. I'll bring Kansas City down to nine and a half. I looked at it, but I didn't go with it. And I'm going to bump Pittsburgh up to eight and a half. Oh, okay. Not as many as I thought there. Um, Okay, so you went with Tennessee, San Francisco, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. So you got two dogs and two favorites. Uh, The only one that I have that's the same is San Francisco. And then what I did was I did Philadelphia making them the pick I'm surprised your Philadelphia is not in there. We were just talking about it. But um, I did Philadelphia. And then the other one, I picked Miami. I, You know... Like, I didn't like Miami at 14 points, and then it was like, well, you bring them down to 8, and it was like, you like them at 8? Like, kind of, yeah. Like, the Tex- the Texans really suck. They're, like, really bad, and there's nothing about the team that's really that good. I thought maybe their line was good, and they'd be able to run the ball, but I think they go down to Miami, and I'm pretty sure down there in South Florida, it, it-, it was, like, not scorching today, but I think it was, like, pushing 90, was it not? Yeah, it's- that's scorching hot, dude. It's You can't. You go outside and you start sweating. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't know. Did you look at the forecast for tomorrow? I, I don't think it's supposed yeah, it's to. Yeah. It's like a high. It's like a high of eighty-two or eighty-four or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, this is like prime. This is like prime weather for what Miami's built to do, which is all speed. Right. They're like the modern day Raiders of the seventies. 
So I'm going Miami there, even though the tease only gets me to eight. I'm going Miami, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. There were other legs that I looked at, you know, Jack and the Rams up to 21 or the Saints up to 15. And then I did look at Pittsburgh at eight and a half. So that was one of the ones I looked at. Um, I just went a different route. So I know that Miami's going to screw me in that. I, it's going to San Francisco's going to win, Philly's going to win, and then Miami's going to like win by three. Some shit like that. So uh, let's go to where you make all your money, and that's the props. So why don't you tell me what you were looking at here? My favorite prop of the week is Kyler Murray passing yards over 248. Oh, I like that, and I'll tell you why when it gets to me. But you're taking Murray over the passing yards in, what is it, 238 you said? 248. Two, oh, 240. Well, what does it matter, right? I mean, you're basically looking at 250. Well, he can't run. He's got the he's got the hamstring, so he's going to have to throw. Right. Yeah, I mean, first game back, I mean, he does. I mean, look, before he his got injured. His arm's not hurt. His arm's not hurt, and he was feeding in Hopkins. And the reason that I said that that feeds into me was because I looked at Hopkins. I mean, until they start giving Hopkins like 95 yards or like 100 yards, I'm, I'm I'm just going to go Hopkins because he, I think he's hit almost every week that he's played. And so this week, the number was 84 and a half. And so I, I'm taking Hopkins in the over. I did look at another one, and that was at, I mentioned before when we were talking about the Raiders versus the Seahawks, I talked about how the Raiders' defense has given up a ton of yards on the ground for the past three games. And so I was also looking at Walker at K-9 for uh, over 76 and a half yards. And I was trying to figure out, do I go with Walker in the 76 and a half with Hopkins? I was like, I, you know, don't screw with it. Just pick Hopkins. Hopkins is where it's at. So I took Hopkins in over 84 and a half, which aligns with your Murray in the over 248. Um, I didn't bother to take a look ahead uh, at the games this week. It was just so screwy with Thanksgiving. Did you look at any of the week 13 games? No. I, I had a hard enough time trying to find games I liked that weren't on Thursday. Okay. All right. So let's then get right into our bets here. I'll let you start. Um, you had a decent week. A lot of your stuff hit. And so I think when I saw your notes, it brought you up over 8,000, right? Yeah. I hit like 750-ish, and I think I'm, I'm back up to 8,200, so down 18 for the year, 1,800 for the year. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to do – I'm just I'll just rip right down the line. I got my straight bets. I got money line, Tennessee winning, 100 to win, 220. Uh, gonna go with the spread on the straight bet. The Chargers minus two and a half. That's a hundred to win two hundred. Okay. I got I got my money line parlay. That's gonna be Baltimore, Washington, and San Francisco. That's gonna be two hundred to cash out five seventy five. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go. I with actually like $50. that a lot. Baltimore, Washington, San Francisco. You're more than doubling your money, and all they have to do is win. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, my regular parlay with, with points, I'm going to go Tampa minus three. I'm going to throw KC in here, hoping they just blow the doors wow. off that, that game. Four, I, I know. 15 and a half points thrown it in your parlay. Go ahead. Go on with your bad self, kid. Yeah. My only concern is that they go up by, you know, 18 points or they're up 24 points in the fourth quarter and they pull Mahomes and shit. That's the only concern with that. Or your Giants, uh, Giants, Cowboys, and you get a, a terrible pass or pass interference or whatever the hell, roughing the passer on the defensive player of the year, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get a shit seven points at the end of the game that blows your spread. Anyway, I'm not bent or anything. So yeah, all right. Oh. So Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Tampa, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. That's 50 to win 300. Right into my teaser, I'm going to go with what we discussed a few minutes ago. That's 100 to win 400, and that's going to be the Tennessee, Kansas City, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, uh, all getting the six points. Uh, and then ah, here we go. Some- I know what's coming up next. This has got to be what he's good at, guys. So get your pens and paper yeah. paper out right <laughs> the now. Only thing, Let's do some props. The only the only gambling that I can guarantee is better than fifty percent uh, on my picks. Oh, way uh, better than fifty percent, gonna- right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the year, for sure. I mean, I, I haven't gotten everyone, but I, I'm I'm doing very well. Right. I think you're at around seventy percent, dude. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, Michigan scores again. Michigan now up for uh, by thirty-one to twenty. For those of you scoring yeah, at home, even though everybody listening the, to this already on, knows what the result of the game is, they're on the road. I can't believe it's the fourth quarter already. I, I missed the entire third quarter there. I mean, it was uh, it was a couple bombs. It was the one bomb that I I talked about in the game, and now they just drove down for another score. So, anyway, I, I derailed the whole show. <laughs> Let's get back to the pre- the pad the props that you have here. And, yeah, so uh, we're gonna go with Murray the over the two forty eight, like we just discussed. Yep. I'm gonna take McCaffrey rushing and receiving under ninety six and a half. Yeah, that's a lot of yards for him. I'd I probably just, take it, the under it, there. It, it's just there's so much talent on that team. It, it, for him to get that, Debo seems. If they get Debo sounds banged up this week, though, so it sounds like he's a question mark to go. But still, you know, 100 yards for McCaffrey. They've used him in spots. They just haven't really peppered him with that much. Well, if if Samuel, Samuel's, he's not even got to worry about it. You got to worry about Elijah Mitchell taking 80 yards a game away from you. Like that's that's the concern. Yeah, I mean, Mitchell has been giving him, what, like 40 last week or maybe 50 or something, so... He had seven carries for 60 yards. Yeah, I, he's good. I, I I kept on Mitchell, even though a lot of people cut him once they traded for McCaffrey. I kept him only because, you know, I mean, stuck in a spot there, he's probably worth a start just to get you five to, like, seven points. He's a decent flex. Yeah, I mean, at least especially, especially and McCaffrey goes down. McCaffrey goes down for injury. I mean, he becomes almost an auto start. Yeah, it's still a San Francisco running back. They they don't use one. That's what sucks. Um, McCaffrey going to that team has ruined all fantasy value for almost everybody on that team. No yeah, one player. It, well, the no best one player was player one that left. A, was Jeff Wilson? Yeah, Jeff Wilson. Kid, kid was so good this year. Ugh. And I threw the dice and I cut him. And I don't know why I cut him. I cut. Him. I did too. I, I cut him too. right I cut him before. He, I think I cut him right before he got traded. I think they. they I did too. They got McCaffrey Same. and I cut him, and yep. then they traded Wilson afterward, and I think he got snagged up. Yeah, because I waited two games, and and he he had no touches, and so I I cut him. Yeah, that was a rough one, and now he looks great. Wilson, that is now he now he, yeah now he looks amazing, but who knows? Anyway, um, my last two props are. Godwin over 59 and a half yards receiving. Hoping the bye cleared some things up over there. And my final one was the only DST uh, uh, prop I could find, which was tackles uh, Condre Ellis, the kid, the, uh, the rookie from New Orleans, filling in for Werner. 
Six and a half tackles. I'll go with the over on that. I, I there's no other tackles for any really? games tomorrow. For any of no, the games? No, no IDPs on on DraftKings. You looked on DraftKings. Let's see. The uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Texans game. Nothing. Baltimore Ravens. Uh, nothing. Wow, look at that. No shit. And I can't figure out why. I mean, that's really odd. They really don't have them anywhere. Nope. They have one. They have they have two players. They have. I wonder uh, if they've quietly been taking a beating on these defensive props. They must have. But not not just defensive props. I think props as a whole. Well, they have all the offensive props all over the place, but we talked about this at least last year a little bit. How like the defensive props that were in there, like you, you kind of get some good values from time to time because it's like tackle oh, amounts, and you, you know, get great values. Yeah, great values, and especially you know what they were doing. Like the sack counts are like you know they keep doing this like half as half. like point five point seven five. You know, and I'm sure like Matthew Judon has been chewing them up this year because that guy's good for a sack like a game. You know, Micah Parsons. Not, it, Micah Parsons must be leading. eating him up. No, 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 no. But I think he's got. Uh, I don't know what he's at now. Eleven and a half to twelve. But I mean, he's been having a phenomenal year. If you look at it, he just like he keeps getting like one a game, and then he's like a couple, then he's got two. Um, I, I think who's in the the sack lead? Is it Parsons? 13, something like that. I don't know who. Somebody has 13. Uh, I'll just pull it up real quick. NFL's stat leaders. Uh, I know Jamal Williams is leading the touchdown race. Which is no, the Judon's thing. first with 13. Parsons is second with 12. Bosa's at 10.5. Zadarius Smith at 9.5. Justin, Justin Houston. Jesus Christ. How is that guy? He's got nine. He's old as shit. Uh, he's uh, tied with Chris Jones at uh, Chris Jones, Crosby, and Highsmith, all with nine. That's it, Crosby. Crosby's going to be your your. I don't know. I, I sh- I'm speaking out the side of my fucking mouth here, but Crosby should out be of your the, ass. I thought it was out no, your ass. It's out your ass. I'm speaking out the side of my mouth, like I know what I'm fucking saying, but oh, I'm well, not. it could be either. Uh, Crosby's, I think. The Crosby or Parsons, one of them is maybe it's the three of them They're, for defensive player of the year. I've got the, a t- I got NBA. a ticket on I I got a ticket on Parsons. That that was like a no brainer. That was one of my two. I uh, know, but uh, he seems too obvious to win. <laughs> too obvious to win. <laughs> let's let's stop with that. Too obvious to win. Too obvious to win is a win. That's that's what happens there. When something's too obvious, yeah. it happens. But Crosby wins. Cro- Crosby what, does what, Crosby versus Parsons. Are you serious? It's not even a contest. It really isn't. I th- it's not me being I obnoxious. Think it is, dude. No, stop. No, I think it stop. is. I think. Okay. Stop it with that. Let's, if anything, Judon would be giving them a run because Judon's got more sacks. But I mean, you just n- not that many people are focused in on New England uh, compared to Parsons. I mean, Parsons is like a national name. They, you know, he, he's. You know, had the spotlight for two seasons now. Judon should also have this because he's been phenomenal for New England. He just doesn't get it nearly the recognition. And at least this year, with New England who they are, and you know, Dallas who they are, I'm I'm pretty sure it, it, at this point it's Parsons unless he gets hurt. 
I think that's the all right. Only go thing. ahead and go ahead and do your. Well, anyway, your you got it. You got to roll. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep you here. Um, I'll. I'll no, you... I'm. I'll, I'm gonna listen. Uh, Christian, he's not. I got like five minutes, so go. All right. So easy enough because I only have a couple of things here. So here's what I ended up doing. Chris is wrapped up with his. I'm at 9,400 last week. I ended up only netting a, about a hundred bucks because I screwed myself instead of putting all my money in the te- in my first tees or even the deep deviation of that tweet. I did a whole new tease, and so I screwed myself because Minnesota ended up getting their doors blown off. But I'm just going back. This is the third week in a row that I feel good with the teasers. So I'm going to put 400 on the tease that I quoted earlier. That's Miami minus 8, San Francisco minus 3, and Philadelphia minus a half a point. That's 400 to win just over 1,000. And then I did a T, I did a parlay. The parlay that I did was the one that I quoted was Washington, Seattle, and the Chargers, 100 for 683 on that. And then I did the two props I was talking about. I put them in a tease. So I did Hopkins over the 84.5, Walker over the 76.5 yards rushing. And so I put 100 on that for 350. So, you know, I spread 600. If I ended up whiffing on all those, then it brings me back down to just under 9,000, um, which is fine. So, I, you know, I mean, there's only so much you could do here. You know, we're 12 weeks in. I got to start laying some money out here now that I built my bankroll back up to uh, almost even at 9,400. So let's lay it out and see if we can turn something up here. So that's what I did. The uh, one tease, one parlay, and then one player prop parlay. And that's, uh, that's what I did for this week. And that's it. All she wrote. So, uh, that said, we will punch out here before your son Wait, wakes on, up and loses on, his on, mind. Oh, okay. Let's uh, scratch that. Yes. They have, they have Chris Jones as one of the tied with Micah Par- tied with Matthew Judon. Okay. Well, because of the sack total, for sure. And Kansas City is a big-name team that, I mean, Judon has played way better than Chris Jones, but, you know, so be it. Yeah. I'm shocked at that. Are you using DraftKings to find the... To, to find... No, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on, like, a odds thing. A, uh, a different website. Let me see if I... Betting. Can I get, uh, let's see, your team prop, game prop. Uh, where's the player futures? Player futures here. So, um, not passing yards. Let's go defensive awards. Awards, uh, defensive Right player. now they have, they have Jones and Parsons tied, but they have Parsons as minus 550 and Jones as plus 4,000. Okay, so just looking at it here, uh, I'm using DraftKings. This is as of 315 on Saturday, November 26th. Uh, I've got Micah Parsons at five minus 550, Matt Judon at plus 750. So you want to talk about Micah Parsons or bust. There you go. And then Chris Jones is all the way up at plus 4,000. Max Crosby also at plus 4,000. The only guy that's in there other than Judon that's close to like plus 1,000, that's Nick Bosa at plus 1,100. And Bosa what, was like what, what out. Did you, what did you get? Yeah, Bosa's out. What did you get uh, Parsons at? He had to have been the favorite though, right? Uh, I don't remember. I got him at 10 to 1. Or 10 oh. times. Yeah, 10 to 1, right? So 10 to one. Yeah. That's why when, you know, that's kind of where 
you know, if you're into these things, you get great value for all the yearly awards. Now, I mean, obviously, you got to play out the whole season, but Micah Parsons came in last year as a rookie and was fucking unbelievable. And so, you know, I couldn't yeah, foresee. I couldn't foresee. He's one to five. He's one to five right now. Yeah, you got him at ten to one, and now he's one. one to five. Yeah. I, because, you know, I mean, there's 12 games into the season, and he's just been phenomenal. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, if Judon keeps throwing up a sack a game and, and, and Parsons kind of peters out, I you know, I could see Judon winning it. I mean, of everything out right now, I like, Judon is the one that I look at and I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I, I kind of like that, right? I'll take Crosby up. Plus Sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't 10 to 1. I got him at 11 to 1. I got Parsons at 11 to 1. Eleven to one. Who was who was favored then? Who I was don't. The favorite? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I took him in eleven to one. But right now, I mean, look, Judon's got the sack lead, and where are the rest of his? He's got on top of that, he's got forty three total tackles. Right? Parsons has got twelve sacks and fifty tackles, so he's gotten more. He's gotten thirty seven solo tackles uh, compared to Judon. Judon's more on the assist, but obviously, you know, they play kind of a different position. I mean, not not really, but. You know, Parsons is kind of more of a pass rushing all around, and Judon's kind of a strictly edge, you know, coming from a you know, defensive line to, like, kind of an outside blitzing linebacker. But, um, I like, I kind of love, I'll be honest, I kind of love the Judon at plus whatever, 750. Yeah. All right, Christian's up. I got to go. All right, so back to where we were, where we were exiting the program. So away we go. And you enjoy yourself, Chris. All the best to everybody else listening at home. Enjoy your Sundays. Hope you win a ton of money. Hope you enjoyed your turkey day. And finish out the holiday healthy and safe. Peace, Audi. Chris, I'll see you later. Adios. Peace. Peace.